Welcome back to the 3PL Summit. I'm Tony Mulvey, Senior Analyst at FreightWaves, joined by Scott Sokoloff, VP of Data and Analytics at Transfix. Scott, how are you doing? Doing well. How are you doing today, Tony? I can't complain. So over the past two years, uh, supply chains have been put to the test. You see COVID, pandemic, now geopolitical risk, and really the highlight's been building resilient supply chains, right? There's been winners and losers over the past two years, those that have been able to adapt uh, quickly versus those that have been kind of stuck in their ways that are were kind of placed on the back foot when everything broke out. How would you say that data has helped build those supply chain, resilience in supply chains, and how has that advanced over the course of the past, not just two years, but even prior to that? Yeah, so like shippers have a holistic view of their entire network, and we think, I believe that a lot of that is driven just by the data that they have. And unlike other uh, brokers, we behave and work to behave like an asset carrier with our shipper partners. Uh, one specific way we do so is through an understanding of like which lanes and where our backhaul through operational excellence uh, can really help uh, lead to savings for the shipper along with better matches for which carriers they end up working with. Uh, and this just really helps us to understand the market know what's taking place and create resilience uh, when things are uh, unpredictable. Uh, the nature of our work is that we're working on both sides uh, of a transaction. Um, we know, you know, not just which, what lanes, what good shippers are moving for themselves, but also what uh, lanes and goods are being moved by their partners uh, overall. That really gives us a unique lens into the supply chain process, which aids our analytics, our algorithms, and helps us uh, to identify ways and places to create opportunities. So, like the example of, again, where CPG companies sending goods to their retailers on a regular lane that we move for them. We also know when the retailer needs uh, more goods for extra demand, we move those goods for the retailer. And just that flexibility and understanding and the insights we can generate, uh, it can really help us understand, you know, when and where shippers are paying more or less on specific lanes, uh, what's better suited for a contract, what they're better off just sending straight to the spot market so they can get better rates. It just really helps us um, help enable our partners to be more uh, resilient in these difficult and unpredictable times. Yeah, I think you made a a great point there about knowing the contract and then it shipped to spot market, right? And that when the market shifts, it happens relatively quickly. I mean, you look at what happened when COVID started out uh, there in March of 2020, right? We saw that spike in volume, capacity tighten, rates spike, right? And then it all came crashing down. And then it spiked right back up, say, starting in like June and July. So that quick shift, right? How does data play into that? But then not just that. I mean, people are looking, customers on both sides, right? Your carriers and shipper partners are looking for long-term strategies, right? How does how does the data play into that? Sure. I mean, so data plays in enabling us to have just really strong relationships. So we have amazing relationships with our carriers, uh, and helps us understand how to create reliable partnerships for them and for the shippers as well. Uh, and we work to make sure that like, when markets move quickly, that our carriers are getting fair value from us uh, and also enables us to just increase the match rate between carriers and shippers because we know what's right and what's appropriate. Uh, that also helps uh, impact shippers' bottom line. And by knowing and understanding their operations, knowing what's the pain point for the carriers, knowing where delays on a dock, uh, either at a shipper or a shipper's you know, customer or provider, uh, can really impact their loads. Uh, and a lot, most of the time, the shippers aren't uh, privy to this, the degree that we are. 
uh, and then we can work and we understand the entire tendering and appointment process. And these can really create large swings overall for the shippers that are things they can work on and control. So we work with them to help them know and understand where they can improve or whether they want to focus on lower rates or increased service or some combination thereof. Uh, and we make all of these insights uh, easily accessible through our, our shipper platforms, our TMS, or our carrier platform, our, our FMS. Uh, and this enables our partners to get access to data in real time and, frankly, anytime they want uh, in a way that best works for them. I mean, it's always amazed at how these our, our partners are telling us that we better understand their ecosystem um, better than they do. Yeah, and I think that's a good one where you talk about kind of having that data and being able to kind of aggregate it out across and then make it available. And I think that's been a highlight recently, right, where these data providers, even here at FreightWaves, right, you see the trends in the market kind of ahead of time where some of these shipper partners were kind of shippers and carriers, both they were kind of isolated, right? They knew their data, but they didn't know what was happening in the broader market. You touch a little on like how being able to not silo yourself, right? Having the access to understanding what's going on and the market as a whole, how that kind of drives their behavior, right? So where they're those quick changes, but that long-term behavior as well. Yeah, I mean, it's like maybe it's worth just talking through some specific examples from you know very you know last few uh, few weeks. But a major data a data provider had what others are calling an outage, but it took us a while to even figure out what our our uh, retail shipper was talking about, how one of their partners was having problems with the market data, and we were able to just understand that like we know and are expecting these types of failures and shifts and changes in the market rate. We are, our systems are adaptable. We don't have these sort of mission critical where we say, sorry, you know, the rates are wrong, the markets move. Like we're understanding where those shifts are changing. Uh, and we also worked with a, a manufacturer that was having tender issues due to their production processes and shifts. And we worked with them to develop a solution whereby they can work within the confines of like, what are their production realities? but also work with not just us, but all of their shipper uh, partners uh, and just help driving costs down and enable them to have better, more reliable service across the board. When you think about the Shenzhen, Shenzhen lockdown, right, where now basically manufacturing the ports lockdown, it's going to cause some more bottlenecks that we've already had into the supply chain. But now you're adding another factor in. How do you think that something like that, where we've kind of had these catalyst for changes in the freight market seemingly pop up every few months? I mean, you think COVID, geopolitical risk, now another COVID outbreak, uh, things like that. How do you think this data is playing into making shifts around that? I gotcha. So I'm going to start with a micro and then I'll come back and address your macro question in a second. But things happen, and I asked anybody who's shipping, stuff happens every day. I mean, Carriers, get, trucks get flat tires, things delays in the docks. So we account for that at a micro level. And then what you're talking about now is a macro shift that just basically applies across the board. So just be, the ability to just be resilient, plan, account. And like, I'm not saying we thought through every eventuality, but we thought through the concepts of all the different things that could take place. And you know, if, you, if you look at any general market, like it's a random walk and you have to expect those walks to jump high or jump low. Uh, overall, you talk about the lockdown in Shenzhen, the recent changes in fuel, like we just rolled out our playbook and executed and followed and really helped our, our partners, both in the shipper and the carrier side, just 
understand what to expect, how to react, and how to not let like a one-off drive their business and instead focus on their fundamentals, focus on what matters to them. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a great point. I mean, it, almost like it relates to the stock market, right? I mean, there's changes happening daily. It's dynamic. It News seems to shift things one way or another. And then you throw in transportation is very similar. It's an active market with a lot of buyers and a lot of sellers, right? So I think that's definitely one impact. And you think about the stock market and how it works, how much data is backing it. Well, transportation markets had historical data. And that's kind of, you see that kind of shifting now where it's becoming a lot more transparent than maybe it was, even though there are all those buyers and sellers of transportation. So I think another impact is having that dynamic, right? The ability to scale up and scale down as the market changes, right? I know because ultimately, I mean, Freight demands driven by consumer and industrial, right? I mean, those are the two big ones when you think about it. And they're changing constantly. I mean, you look at the inflation rate now at record high or highest level in 40 years, that's going to have an impact on consumer at some point. It hasn't necessarily showed up, but things like that. How, how are you, how are, how is data able to work with those shipper partners and talk about how, hey, maybe we should scale up or scale down based on uh, the, how the overall market's reacting. I got you. I mean, data is very core to uh, what we do here at Transfix. Uh, for a company of our size, scale, uh, and age, we are well advanced um, from what it would expect our data stacks to be. Uh, we've taken a, like, a, a, you know, was it carpenters would say, measure twice, cut once. We've taken a measure once and cut over and over and over again approach, uh, which just really lets us organize the data and get it in the right hands of our partners through our, T- our TMS and FMS. Um, if, if you think, you know, you're mentioning on uh, the stock exchange earlier, like you think about like several years ago, the exchanges went from mostly manual trades to mostly automated trades. And it just was an explosion in trades that took place. And like, we're very much position to be ready and can handle these types of things uh, overall. And the industry is still in a very manual state, but businesses are catching up and, you know, we're positioned to work with emerging uh, tech, such as like autonomous trucks and other shippers that are working to try and uh, uh, achieve their sustainability goals and just become a help make for a more environmentally friendly industry. Awesome. I think you actually led in perfectly here to kind of shifting gears. And we've talked about how shippers, You've seen that impact on sustainability, ESG focus. I mean, not even just shippers, but I mean, if you look at Google, there you look at stock, they, they have a score based on ESG goals. You look at Google Flights, they have the carbon footprint of a flight. So you, obviously there's been a lot of talk recently about ESG. How is data helping those shippers uh, stay on top of their sustainability goals? Yeah, I mean, there's been a massive shift in the industry overall something like ground transportation sector is what eight to ten percent of global co2 uh emissions coming from road freight and like shippers and carriers are more focused than ever on reducing that waste and then efficient systems uh it's also worth noting that as they do so their their rates for both sides you know rates for shippers are going to come down and carriers profits are going to go up because they're going to you know have higher usability of the fleets that are out there um and consumers are you know, increasingly demanding to work with companies that are more sustainable, transparent, and caring about the impact uh, on the environment. 
And also the, the, the call for equity and diversity in the trucking industry is becoming real. You know, becoming a shipper of choice means embracing all aspects uh, of ESG. So you asked me how data can play a role. So uh, we can help shippers better understand their load planning and identifying opportunities within their supply chain where they can be more efficient. So example recently, like we had a lane that we were running for a backhaul carrier for one of our retailers that had a private fleet and the drivers on that lane were driving empty a lot. And we were able to identify lanes within that shipper network that's perfect for the private fleet just because we had, can see across the board. And we can really drive those empty miles down and also work with shippers to make minor tweaks to their scheduling to better take advantage of those opportunities. Uh, on the carrier side, just our backhaul program overall keeps their trucks full. So we can make sure they go from A to B to C to D and back to A and stay full. And data just unlocks those opportunities to help both sides of the supply chain accomplish their goals. Uh, as a slight teaser, I've been told I can share that our platform is going to start providing partners with an understanding of their emissions. Uh, and also, we recently released our inaugural ESG report. Uh, it's at transfix.io slash sustainability. And I encourage you to take a deeper look at all of our efforts from all facets of our entire operation uh, as we're working to ESG. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. And, and it, I guess one more kind of follow on to that. Uh, where do you think, say, in the next five years, 10 years, I know there's been a lot of talk of carbon neutral by 2050, things like that. Where do you think ESG is headed? And then how do you think the data behind that's going to ultimately drive uh, closer to that carbon neutral state? Yeah, I mean, there's still trucks on the road are still emitting carbon. So but you can start driving towards uh, lower and lower. There's a shift towards autonomous, there's movement towards more electric, but just really, you know, if you look at how many miles are driven empty, that far outstrips the like net miles that need to be added through more drivers. So like the industry is going to move and I believe move quickly towards identifying those inefficiencies and really help bringing things and putting in balance, everybody working together towards a common goal. And again, more and more shippers and carriers are taking, are taking the matter seriously, which can yield some, you know, outsize improvements in the not too distant future. Yeah. I, I think you make a great point there. I mean, you think about the inefficiencies, and that's where data comes in. I mean, it's helped drive efficiencies and sh kind of shows those changes in market dynamics. But I think we're uh, coming up on time. So, Scott, just what, any final thoughts on how data can, can help those shipper and carrier networks and then how what, we're, what we should see data-wise moving forward, how, how the reliance on data and building those reliance, resilient supply chains is going to to change again over the next, say, five, 10 years. Sure. So data is important, having it organized, accessible and usable, but like partnerships, analytics and insights, you know, you really want to use data to drive towards value uh, and decisions. Uh, and over the next five to 10 years, it's, companies are putting a bigger focus uh, overall and working to you know, make the shift and be truly data driven and, and environmentally, environmentally focused. And both of them are collectively going to yield to you know, improvements in everybody's bottom line. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today. Everyone, stay tuned for more great content at the 3PL Summit.